This is Wendy. This is Debbie. We are so thrilled today to introduce Susan Marco. This is a fascinating podcast about how a woman who spent 35 years in the world of massage ended up looking for something new, like what was her, her next step? And she found her calling as an advanced clinical hypnotist. She helps people learn how to reach deep states of learning, healing, and creativity. And she uses a variety of techniques. She guides her clients into a condition of deep relaxation, while at the same time, a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. This process allows folks to access their innate wisdom, which leads to new solutions for old problems. She is also trained in a modality called timeline reset, which enables the client to release long held negative emotions and limiting beliefs. The process is very effective for trauma, for PTSD, and almost anything else you want to change. Susan's clients have had profound positive outcomes with this work. Um, So just highlighting her clinical hypnosis, her timeline reset, Delete Reset, Past Life Regression, and please check out the show notes for more of her training and wisdom. And here we have Susan Marco. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, I'm honored to be here. As you mentioned, I studied several different things. I I took a course in teaching children meditation, and it was kind of like, mm, didn't really resonate for me at the time. And then I took a spiritual coaching course, which I really loved. And I love the idea of working with people on a spiritual level. But again, that the coaching model just kind of didn't resonate. And then I got very clear and I sat down and I said, you know, I really just want to find some way that I can take all of the things that I've learned in my life and have a platform that can hold all of those things and allow me to kind of jump from there. And that's when the hypnosis idea really settled in for me because I had thought about it for years, but I, you know, life happens and sometimes we get distracted from things. And so um, a few years back, I took the course and I got my basic training and I started working with people and it, and I, like, I, I felt like I found my home. Mm. I felt like this is what I've been asking for. And it's quite natural for me to be with people in that kind of an environment to facilitate and hold a space for my clients to work through whatever it is that they want to change. And um, just a little over a year ago, I had something of my own physically that I wanted to do some healing with. And I found this woman in Australia who does this work called Timeline Reset. And I had a session with her. Um, we did it on Zoom. Obviously, I didn't go to Australia to have a session. Um, Too bad. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I wish I had gone then when I could have, right? Right. Um, but in any case, it was, so the physical thing changed a little bit, but it's not, I don't want to get into details, but it's not something that I had high expectations of actually changing. But what I noticed after doing this work with her was that my reactions to things in my life completely changed. So the the work is around releasing long-held negative emotions and limiting beliefs. 
So when I say negative emotions, honestly, I don't think any emotion is really negative in and of itself, but how these emotions impact on our lives. And most of the time, these things are created out of things that happen to us, events, traumas, um, you know, even small things when we're little as somebody saying something to you that then creates a reaction that gets stored in the subconscious part of our mind and becomes part of our pattern of how we move through life and how we are. And so I really started to notice how people who maybe were difficult for me didn't have the same charge for me. So I delved in a little more because it was, it was, very noticeable to me in my relationship with my husband, in my relationship with my clients, in, you know, friends and people who I would just notice little things about um, uh, just what things didn't bother me the same. And Mm. I, it was really clear to me, you know, that, wow, I'm like coming from a fresh start here. So I, I leaned in and I found out that she was teaching this modality online and I took her course. And I tell you what, I thought I found my home place after I did the original training. This work for me, I I wish I had created it, honestly, because it's so resonant with who I am and how I work with people. And so... That's my big deal right now is that timeline reset and the limiting belief part. I'm sure we're all going to relate to this. Yes. So I had, especially coming into this new practice, some deep seated limiting beliefs about myself as a practitioner. Anyone who's an entrepreneur will lie if they tell you that they don't face that (laughs) imposter syndrome, you know, like, yes. Why would anybody listen to me? Who am I to say this? You know, who do I think I am to whatever? And I, and I also had a, a thing about my beliefs about, and I'm, I'm not sure how to put this, but my belief about people investing in themselves. So, and it, it really comes down to, I I have always had a referral business. My massage business was all word of mouth. I never had to advertise or market. And one of the things that kept me from sort of moving out of that, and maybe I stayed in that practice a little bit longer than I should, was because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to have to market. And so now what do I do? I, I, I learned this modality, which is transient, because my clients come to me for oh, four visits, maybe five visits. And then they're done. They graduate. They move on. So I'm constantly now in that having to create new business. And there's a lot, there can be a lot of fear. And there was a lot of fear for me around that. Where are the people coming from? You know, we're in a pandemic. People aren't working, which is valid. And by the way, I'll work with anybody. So don't ever let money be the thing that stops you because there always is a way when you want something badly enough, you can figure it out and I will help you with that. Um, but, you know, and also at, this was at the beginning of December. I had this moment where I was like, it's Christmas, it's COVID. It's like, how, what, how am I going to, what, what is going to happen this month? I was really freaking out. And I was standing in the mirror in, in the bathroom. I just got out of the shower and I had these thoughts came up and I stopped myself dead in my tracks. And I said, wait a minute, 
This is what you don't want. All those, that's what you don't want. What do you want? And I got very clear with myself. And I said, I want, well, I want people to refer to me because I'm good at what I do. And I am, by the way. Um, and I, <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I want people to be willing to invest in themselves, whatever that looks like. So like those two things. And as soon as I said that my phone rang, finished what I had to do, went out, picked up the message. It was a client calling me to say, I saw a testimonial about this work that you're doing and I'm really interested. And oh, by the way, my husband is coming and my sister and my friend. <laughs> What a beautiful story. Yeah. It, it was, you know, like we get in our own way most oh, of yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. You it's know, so and- interesting. You just shared that story because last night in our group coaching program, Debbie and I walked through an exercise with with our group about limiting beliefs. It's so interesting that we're having this conversation. Right. Of course we're well, it seems It seems to me like it is kind of in the general, like it's in the air right now, you know, a lot of people are, we're coming to that point where we're looking at it and we're, you know, with, between the secret and, you know, manifesting and all of the quantum physics that the things that we've discovered about energy and creating and how to manifest. The thing that I think for me is different about this approach is that most of these beliefs live in the subconscious mind. Now here's an interesting factoid. 5% of what we do in our daily existence is from the conscious part of our mind. 95% is unconscious or subconscious. Wow. That that makes me really want to like sit back and say, what am I doing all day? All right. But here's the thing. (laughs) So The conscious part of the mind is all about the analytical stuff. It's kind of, you know, the thinking and we know we have to do X, Y, and Z for, to get back to a, right. We know we have to do certain things, um, everything else. So all of our memories, experiences, everything we've ever learned, all of our values, beliefs, all live in the subconscious mind. So everything we know is in there so that the subconscious mind is driving the bus. It's fine because we've learned how to drive that bus. So it's not like it's dangerous. And as a matter of fact, the subconscious's job is to keep us safe. Right. Right. And so that's where a lot of these patterns come from, because originally when whatever happened, you know, like for like I never I always had a belief that I wasn't smart enough. From the time I was little, I felt that I wasn't smart enough. Mm-hmm. That belief came from a lot of external sources of people reflecting their own belief in themselves that they weren't smart enough or thinking that maybe I wasn't up to the task, whatever it was. And so my unconscious mind to protect me from all of that took that in and held that belief. And it became, you know, that it just became part of my being until such time that I found a way to go into my subconscious mind and approach it on that level. Because the unconscious doesn't know when to let it go. Mm, Because they don't know when the threat is there or not there. Exactly. And what's interesting that you said there is that our subconscious is trying to protect us. It is a protective, it is protective. And we were talking about that last night, that it's, 
it's all about this this false sense of protection that we need to have these beliefs. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, people who have um, been through trauma, I had a woman call me yesterday. She, she has a fear of stepping off of a curb because she, a couple of years ago, slipped and fell. She's an older woman. She slipped and fell and hit her head on a curb. And so now every time she comes to a curb, it's not just, oh, I better be careful. She gets a visceral reaction. She starts shaking and, you know, has like a very trauma, um, you know, kind of phobia reaction to that one action. And that's, that's it right there. You know, she had this accident. She was traumatized by it. And yeah, her subconscious mind is doing something to keep her safe until she can separate that out. And I really feel you can do it with the power of the mind. There's nothing that says that you can't clear that for yourself. But most of us, I think this is where a practitioner like myself comes in to make that whole thing really much easier because I can create a state or a space for you to go inside and have a conversation with that subconscious part of yourself and convince it, let it know that it's time to let it go now. I don't need that anymore. I'm done with that. Mm. This is so fascinating. You bring up an idea that I, that just came to mind too. And this came up also with our group last night um, is that so many of us have, we have hundreds of limiting beliefs, but I would say that I would think that most of us aren't even aware of of the majority of what those limiting beliefs are. We just go about our lives doing things or not doing things, being afraid of things or not being afraid of, but we, and we never think about, Oh, what are my limiting beliefs? Why am I not doing that? You know, but we are aware of some things that are stopping us. Like why, why isn't my business growing? Why am I not losing weight? Why, you know, why am I not getting into a relationship? Whatever the thing is, we don't go deeper than that usually, which is again, where a practitioner like you comes in because we're so caught up in our everyday and getting distracted by things that we don't go very deep into that besides that question of why am I not or why am I this yes that's what I love about what you do because you're there to say okay let's see what's going on because there's it's not just this one problem you came to me about (laughs) yeah well I and I'm glad you said that because the one of the big things that I really like about these reset programs that I'm that I'm working with now is it doesn't matter what happened, why, when, or how, because the past is the past. And whatever the original event was, you can't change that. But what you can do is identify how angry am I? You know, anger, sadness, fear. Hurt, and it's in the shame. present. Is it in the present moment that you're working with right yeah. now? Yeah. So it's kind of the culmination of, or if I were to ask you right now, How much of an impact does anger have on you every day? You know, and some people will say, well, I'm not, I don't feel angry right now. I say, well, I'm talking about, you know, how old are you? Like, okay, so I'm 62, 60 years of anger that's been piled on top of and piled on top of that. I just carry around with me until something happens and sparks that feeling. And then it's like, you know, like, I just want to kill somebody. It's irrational because it doesn't, it doesn't fit the moment. That's my level of anger. So, you know, there's, uh, I just, for me, I think it's very current and I like it that 
and not to say, you know, there are people who need that. They need to regress and go back to a sensitizing event and do some healing work around the original thing that happened. I'm not saying that that is not good, viable work, but this timeline reset has been very profound for every single person I've done it with has had a positive outcome. All right. So describe to us what exactly is timeline reset. Um, so it is, um, it's a, it, typically it's a four session program. Okay. The first session is usually like a pour out session or a time for this person and I to get to know each other and learn about what it is that they want to um, address, let go of, deal with, et cetera. The second session is educational where we sort of pre-frame and talk about all of the components and things that go into this idea of releasing and then creating what you want mm. and how we make that embodied how it's done on multiple levels. So it's a physical, emotional, psychological, cellular, and energetic levels that we work with. And then the third and fourth session is where we actually do the process. So the first time we go through is just for the emotions. So we really have to clear the emotions before we can address the limiting beliefs. And then the next session, if there's anything left from the emotional body, we address that and then whatever limiting beliefs that they want to let go of. And then it's up to them if they want to, if there's more to do, then we can talk about that at that point. But this is very powerful when we do it in that way. Uh, it can be done shorter, can be done in two sessions, uh, but they're longer and it's more information to absorb at one time. Um, I'm so curious about that first step. Because sometimes we might have a block. Yeah. Let, let's t choose one of Debbie's blocks earlier. You know, that her, you know, her examples earlier is this block about, uh, you know, hanging on to weight. Is that what you name as step one that I want to lose weight or are you unblocking your particular attention to your body or your like how do you so you define in that first section what it is yeah yes, yes and or both or yeah. all of that because it's so when you voice something or when you talk about whatever it is I mean you know this it takes it from like kind of living in here to a more tangible thing so it's really for the client to get clarity about what is there for them. And I have a, we, I use a lot of NLP on that first visit. There are specific questions asked in a specific way to um, inspire them to kind of get clear on what it is that they want to let go of and also how it's affecting them and all that kind of stuff. And, and then, you know, the, the, when we do that process, the emotions are the emotions. So it can be around a specific thing. For instance, it can be around holding on to excess weight. It can be around maybe out of that first session comes for them, the why they hold on to weight. So maybe the why they hold on to weight is because of something that happened to them when they were two, three years old and they're aware of it, but they don't know how to address it. 
So like, so that could be the thing that we focus on. So to answer your question could be all of those or any of those things. So you said a little while ago that you work with all people. Are you finding certain patterns with people or something very specific? A lot of people are going through right now with COVID. I mean, there might not be an answer to that. There might just be, I mean, so many of us are walking around 95% of the time being driven by this defense mechanism, right? Yeah. Um, So I don't, I don't have a quick answer for that. I think, you know, I see a lot of people show up with anxiety and just, they want things to be better somehow, but they just don't know. I mean, I get that a lot when I say, okay, so what's your issue? I just want to feel better. Okay. What does feel better look like for you? When you feel better, what will you be doing differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you feel better, how, how will your future change? You know, like those kinds of questions to narrow down what it is that they're, they're actually wanting to, to address. A lot of people, this particular, and I'm, I'm finding really this reset hugely effective for trauma. We're going to take a pause for a moment just to tell you about something we think you might be interested in. So many of us aren't feeling real great, even though we believe we're making really healthy choices. Yeah, true. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, we've got restless sleep or our workouts just don't, they feel harder than usual. And maybe you're gaining weight you never had before, or you're just having such a hard time losing those extra pounds, no matter what. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Especially right now, right? In these really unsettling times, we need our body to be the best to handle all that's going on. No kidding. And we, most people know if your gut is out of balance, it's not, it's not just the stomach ache. We know that it affects our immune response and it changes how we feel, how we sleep, um, how we recover and how we respond to all this stress that's going on and, and how much energy you have. A lot of people are feeling really low on energy and they're not really sure why. And maybe it's the cravings that you have, like all of a sudden you're craving things that you never craved before. And, you know, so this is why we connected with this company called Excella. Yeah. And there are so many companies out there vying for the public's attention. And because of this, we as Nourish Coaches, we just are super selective in our endorsement of products. Yep. And who we partner with. It rarely happens, actually. And... When we realized Excella's philosophy really aligns with our foundations and just like us, Excella doesn't believe in a one size fits all approach. We feel like it's a really good partnership. Yeah. We're really excited about it. And it's easy because it's just this little simple finger prick with a little blood test that you do right at home. And when you get your results a couple of weeks later, you get scores and they give you guidance, like long, lots of lots and lots of guidance on how to improve your gut environment. It's all very personalized and they recommend which foods to include, which supplements they, that you could take, mindful activities, exercises that are specifically selected for you. Like there's, it's all about your unique body. It's funny because we took this test, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> and we got surprising results. We were both very surprised. Yes. And it really changed. It made us shift both of our behaviors. We both made some significant changes in how mm-hmm. we're going about eating and supplementing and doing some mindful things and exercises. So we really believe in the science behind this tool. And we think that combined with 
the science with our personalized coaching approach, it makes an ideal next step for people who really want to feel their best. We're really looking forward to sharing this with you. So if you're curious about Excella and want to know more, check us out at nourishcoaches.com. I had a client and I know she, I'm not going to give you details, but she won't mind that I'm sharing her story. I have permission from her. It was um, the most defining moment in my practice yet because she came in with a story that you would see on a Lifetime movie and say, this can't be true, can't possibly be true. But all of her story was completely verified. And she was... um, She was befriended by and manipulated by a a sociopath who planted triggers in her mind and used mind control to uh, manipulate her to do what he wanted her to do. And there were two um, sexual abuse situations that ensued in this, this time that she knew him. And so my friend who's a therapist sent her to me thinking maybe we could help her with those triggers, you know, to kind of separate, to detach from. Well, I'll tell you, I worked with her for nine, 10 months and I did everything I could think of. And I reached out, I consulted with a couple of experts, you know, like I did the best that I could and she was doing well. She was making progress, but honestly, second to the last session I had with her, I said, you know, I'm just going to try this timeline reset with her. She could only really get through a couple of emotions We did it. She went home. She came back. The next time she came, I did a process with her called taking your power back, which is literally what it sounds like. You know, you in a hypnotic state, you address your abuser and you tell him that you're taking your power back from him. I had tried this with her earlier on. She couldn't do it. So I I thought, well, unbelievable. After that session, this person found her tried to do his thing that he always would do with her. And she stood there in her power and said, you got nothing on me. You have nothing. There's no, there was no reaction from her. She, she knew she was free from him because she took it. She cleared it and she took it back from him. And I mean, you know, when, when she was first referred to me, I was kind of like, I have no idea how I'm going to really address this with her because it's the story is, you know, not, it's not just a typical story, you know? And so that for me, I was humbled. And, you know, if I had any question about the effectiveness of this process, this timeline reset process, that clinched it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I want to talk about something else too. Um, You know, when we talk about hypnosis, people get funny ideas sometimes about what is it and what does it mean? I don't, you know, want somebody to tell me to, you know, put egg on my face or quack like a duck or do silly things like that. Um, The state of hypnosis is the most natural state. We're in and out of hypnosis all day, every day. We just don't call it that. So, you know, you're watching TV and you get so engrossed in the story of what's happening that, you know, the dog could be barking and the other, and you don't even hear it. You know, you just, so hypnosis in its basis, in really what it means is a state of deep relaxation while being in a heightened state of awareness. 
So many of my clients will come in and I'll put them into a hypnotic state and they'll come out of it and they'll say, I don't think I was hypnotized. I heard everything you said. That's right. <laughs> we have such assumptions about things that we don't know about. If we uh, haven't experienced something, we assume these things. So I'm, I'm so glad you adjust, you address some of people's limiting beliefs about hypnosis. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Some people might call being in the zone, you know, when you're in the zone. That's, exactly. That's a form of hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let me ask this. Um, if I were to come to you and, and I know it's just from my background and having experience with this and my mother being a practitioner, mm-hmm. I understand that there has to be some level of, of openness in order for them to kind of let go, let down their guard or, or to, to get into this state. Because if you come in resisting it, it's not going to happen, I imagine. Yeah, um, that, that's a really good question. So um, I, you know, I do an intake on the phone before I'll work with someone. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not really invested in changing what they say they want to change, I really don't want to work with them because I don't want them to get a bad taste in their mouth about hypnosis, number one. And I don't want to set someone up to fail. Because that's another huge limiting belief that we have about success and failure. And, you know, if if it, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know, I don't want to create any of that. So I'm very careful about, especially with things like weight management and smoking cessation, you know, those are usually deep rooted and not always the person thinks they want to change, but they're not really ready. Yeah. So, readiness factor is a huge part of our intake as well. And it really, we've, we've, seen when we've taken someone on that isn't ready and the it's a really tough road it, right. it's kind of messy yeah right and then there's you know that part about also building rapport and one of the things i do well is i am the least judgmental person that you might ever want to know and i have always naturally been able to hold a space for someone to just be who they are. So when someone comes into my office or if on a zoom like this, that's my number one energetic is, you know, my job is to be here and hold a space for you and facilitate what it is that you want to do. And I can really, from my heart say, I know like that's one of my superpowers. I do that really well. It's a beautiful gift. Thank you. It really yeah. is. And so many people don't realize how important that is. We go about our lives and we think, oh, I have friends I can talk to, or I can talk to my mom or whatever, or my coworker. I can always, you know, share my feelings. But in those relationships, which are absolutely necessary and we need them and they're important, but it's so few chances and and that we have someone like you who holds a space for us a hundred percent with your own agenda like there you you need this is for you this is for the client to just say this is all about me for the next hour hour and a half or whatever long your sessions are right how often do we get that you know um and it's it's such an important thing that I think so many people don't allow themselves to do that kind of a thing or to take advantage of a practitioner like you who, who can offer that. 
And like you said, there are hundreds of practitioners out there, but I have to say there's only very few that will hold a space like you do. And I can just get this energy from you right now mm-hmm. that it's so safe. It's so, like you said, non-judgmental. And I, I think that, you know, thank goodness you're doing this. I think this is exactly what you should be doing. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't mean to sound like, um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm yeah. comfortable in that Yeah. about myself now. It took me a long time to get here. So I'm just, I'm glad that I'm still here, <laughs> to, you know, to be able to be in that space with people. Yeah. yeah we're glad you're here too. Thank you. Yep. You know, Where- Debbie, the, one more, I just want to, you said something about um, agenda, right? And one of the, one of my core values in my work is that it's not about me. It's about the person. And so one of the things that happens in this timeline reset session is that the client is actually creating their own affirmations. They're coming up with what they want in place of what they've been doing. And it's a very important to me that those words are their words, not mine. So when I'm, and I'm writing as they're, you know, I'm talking to them they're and I'm writing and it's sometimes a lot of words. Um, and I'm, I'm really very careful not to translate that into my language, but to make it, to keep it clean and have it be their language because what I say isn't going to means nothing to their subconscious mind. Yeah. It's not their language, <laughs> not their language, not their thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, we love, we love that Susan and that just yet another parallel with how we practice with people as well, because it can't be from our agenda. You know, it can't be how we want someone to walk this earth. It must come from them. And so much of what is in our marketplace right now is telling people what to do. And it's unfortunately those set up, set up idea, you know, people set you up with saying, if you just follow my plan, you will get what you want. But so often people who come to us have done all those promised plans and said, all right, I really am ready to change from the inside out instead of the outside in, Mm -hmm. you know, and when we get into the, peel back all those layers and get the inside out. It's just so beautiful when people make their own, yeah, they own their own decisions, right? To make the shift and change. So we've got so many parallels. I, I just love hearing about what you're doing and your passion. And it's very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious a little bit about the past life regression and tell us, tell us about that because I think a lot of people have heard that term. And some people think, oh, it's kind of hokey or whatever it is, but I don't think it is. I want to hear, what's your take? Tell us about, like, how do you explain that to the person? Yeah, so um, for me, it's it really depends on the person's belief. So if you have a belief or even a possibility in the concept that we may have, that the soul of us, that the essence of us continues and it's not just this body, this lifetime, that I'm living in, that this is just really a, a mechanism or a, a, you know, a vehicle to experience this place and space. Sometimes what can happen is we can have an issue or a thing 
in our life that we do all therapy and all kinds of things around addressing it, healing it, solving it. And we do as much as we can do, and yet it's still present and it's still there. A past life regression, sometimes it can bring us back to that perhaps this issue wasn't created in this lifetime. Perhaps this issue came from last time or the time before that, or even the time before that. My favorite story is a young man who came to me who was, um, he's an artist and he's extremely talented, but couldn't value his work. Very typical for artists, you know, not, I mean, it comes from you. How do you put a price on that, right? How do you figure out? And in his session, and I'll make it short, he went to several lifetimes, but the last one, he was in the Civil War. He was on one side fighting and his whole troop got killed except for him. Mm. And he had the memory of laying in the dirt all night long and having tremendous uh, survivor guilt. Got Was rescued in the morning, took to a hospital. They fixed him up, let him go and said, you got to go home. And he went right back into the battle and he marched into the opposing side. That was his memory. And he, everything went black. Obviously he was killed. When he came out of the session, we talked about it for a while. And I said, can you see how that belief, that pattern of that survival guilt would keep you from feeling like you deserve anything? And it was, he, it was very profound for him. He was like, yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, and he did his, his work and how he framed and held himself around his work changed after that. Mm-hmm. So that's a perfect example of how past life regression can be really useful. And then, you know, sometimes people just are, it's fun. Yeah. I don't want to know, you know, where was I and what right. kind of life did I have? I had a woman who came in and she, she went back and she was dancing on a bar in the twenties. She was a clapper. <laughs> she had, you know, she could see her clothes. She could see everything and the whole scenario. Yeah. That was, you know, it was fun. She wanted to have a little fun with it. Right. So. Right. And you know, it's funny because um, I've had a little bit of experience with it and I remember challenging thinking, you know, what is this kind of thing? And, you know, part of me completely embraces it, but part of me was saying, really? Like, what is, and I think what I challenged, um, what it was, it was like, it doesn't really matter that it's, whether it's your imagination, where does that imagination come from? Doesn't matter. Maybe it's DNA in your body from what, you know, the past ancestors or, but doesn't really matter because it's there. That's right. (laughs) And so However it got there, whatever you think it is, it is there. And whether you want to call it a past life or if you want to call it inherited DNA or imagination, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, But dealing with it the way you do. And I like the idea that we think of it as past lives because I think that makes it so much more interesting. (laughs) Um, um, Well, I I feel like I've lived, I don't know, three lifetimes in this one. So, Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) What happened to me, if I can recall, if I could, I mean, I don't, you know, there's a lot of um, research about how much we actually can remember before we're five years old. Right. Is it just stories that are, you know, repeatedly told or do we actually have that memory? Is it? Right. Um, But, you know, that's like, to me, sometimes I think I'll I'll have, you know, something will come back to me and I'm like, oh my God, that really feels like it was another lifetime. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
So, yeah, thanks for saying that so, so well, Debbie, because it's true. You know, it's who cares if there's something that's bothering you and we can get some piece of information or, you know, some recognition or acknowledgement of something and it makes you feel better. It's like, who cares if it's a placebo, if it makes you feel better. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually had the pleasure of being in a past life regression class with your mom, Debbie. And it was, it was a really interesting experience for myself personally and the people in the room. It was, uh, yeah, I highly encourage people to explore. Yeah. Explore. You know, it's, you try things, you lean into things and there's nothing is wasted in my opinion. No. And you'll probably you get, learn a few things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I love the idea of sampling things. And as Debbie and I have been practicing now for 12, 13 years, this idea that what, what did Linda call it the other day, Debbie, this patchwork, this grouping, this. Yeah. It was a palette. Yeah. This palette of practitioners and experiences and modalities and books and just like, it just keeps going. So it's yes. And it's yes, yes, this will get you closer to this goal that you have. And yes, this will also. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think as practice, as a practitioner, we, we, we do one area of work that, you know, similar to what you do, but you, you go much deeper emotionally than we do. And, it's so important to have the different modalities around where, and even just in the last couple of podcasts we're doing with you and Linda, if one person used the three of us, imagine how much better they would feel. <laughs> this is true. Right. The mind body, you know, we got everything covered. And so it's, it's just a matter of, we all just want everybody to feel better. So in my training with Emma Romano, who's the timeline reset person, um, you know, it's really an interesting concept because I don't really believe in competition. No. No, we don't either. There's seven trillion billion people in the world. I'm one person. How many can I possibly see? Right. And each of us has our own unique style and special thing that we bring to every situation, to every person that we're with. And so for me, more is more. Exactly. Exactly. So we I believe that too. I love this collaboration. Yeah. Do you know Linda, Linda Natanagara? Yes. We work with each other. So she's she's training me in her Feldenkrais method, which I I love. She's so good oh. at it. And, yeah. you know, she's so caring and nurturing. I love that woman. Yeah. And then she came and did some work with me too, which I'm sure she you can see. She did a testimonial like, she, you know, it's out there. What else? Is there anything else you'd like to touch on that we haven't asked or that you want to shout out or that you. It seems like we covered a lot of ground. We did. Um, you know, I just encourage anyone who is interested, you know, I do a um, complimentary discovery call, which is about, you know, 20 minutes, half hour where we can chat or zoom and get to know each other a little bit and see if it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is, um, you know, inspired or curious or just not sure, feel free to call me because as you can tell, I love to talk about this stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you? 
people can find me um, on Facebook. On you can go to my website, which is www.susanmarco.com. Very simple. And there's a contact form. You know, you can reach out to me that way, or email susan.marco at gmail.com. And in these times that we're in, I, you have a physical space, but do you also then you've been able to pivot and shift to doing Zoom Zoom work? Do you do single one-on-ones? We heard, but groups, couples. How how? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So currently. I do see people in my office. We have, you know, certain precautions and I, I do work on zoom. And that's one of the interesting things that came out of the pandemic, because I never really imagined that I could put someone in a hypnotic, you know, state and work with somebody in in this medium. And you know what? It's just as effective. So, yeah. Um, you know, with certain things, you have to be a little bit careful. Like I, I don't, I haven't done, um, necessarily a regression session to the cause of an, because sometimes, you know, that can be triggering and we'd have to have a lot of things in place. Somebody has to be around when they're doing their session, just in case they have, you know, a bad reaction, but for most, and in most cases, it's perfectly fine to do it online. And as far as groups, yes, it's different to do this particular thing in a group um, because Obviously, each, you know, when we're one to one with someone, we're speaking to each other and it's very interactive, but not to say that it's any less powerful because in a group, it's just a different mechanism. Right. So yes, to answer your question, all of the above. Well, we'll be sure to put all the contact information in the show notes so people have an easy access to connecting with you so lovely to chat with you today really just uh, keep doing all this beautiful work and uh, helping people shift into a a better place you as well and I'm I'm so I'm honored and you know really happy to have this uh, conversation with you too and to collaborate in whatever way yeah yeah it was lovely talking to you Yes. You as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Susan. All right, listen, have a really, really wonderful weekend. You too. Thank All you right. too. Well, bye. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com. And stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place. And uh, you've studied with uh, Brian Wilson, right? Uh, Brian Weiss. <laughs> Brian Weiss. With, yeah. <laughs> Brian Wilson is the, one of the one of the Beach Boys. I the think. Beach Boys. Oh, I wouldn't have minded studying with him. <laughs> yeah. So good luck I, with that edit. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. at a certain point in my life, I actually did study with Brian Wilson, but he didn't know it. <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. So.